0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: The Jets are coming off a win. It's celebration time in the Bender household. I'm going to Vegas. I might get, find an Aria gelato bowl of some sort to go uh, get, make Howard jealous. That and a whole lot more on the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Howard Bender, old friend, good friend from RotoWire, now with Fantasy Alarm. You can hear him on Serious and Fantasy as well. Uh, and Howard, what's your time slot right now? Where? When can we find you? 5 to 7 Eastern time? Is that correct?
2: On SiriusXM, yeah. 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. You can find me. You can also find me, and you'll love this one, Jeff. Sunday mornings, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. I it's saw insane. that. You're nuts. <laughs> you didn't move back to New York, did you? I did not move back no, to New York. Uh, it's 4 a.m. my time for Sunday mornings for me. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Uh, anything for the brand, right? I appreciate that. Um, and hey, I mean, you talking football on a Sunday. And what else are you going to do? But
2: still, 4
1: a.m. That
2: means you're up at what, 3? I got 2 about 2.30, absolutely. Wow. Start doing wow. some prep work. Get ready for some DFS lineups. Set some stuff up. Play around with it. Check up. Uh, you know, I mean, well, this is what happens when you get up at, the, at the, the crack of dawn, right? Then all of a sudden you start, you know, you're doing the bob and weave at 9 p.m., on the couch and you're like, Oh, whoa, hey, yeah, I'm up. I'm up. So, you know, really it, it doesn't stress me out too much to, uh, to nod off at nine just to get up at two 30.
1: Well, you get to see uh Rappaport and Schefter's overnight tweets before most people at least. So you got that going for you. Um, which is nice. <laughs> yes. You got that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Hey, lots going on in the NFL week two, we had so many injuries that popped up like that weren't like obvious in the game, whether it was Michael Pittman, or you know in, in in that whole situation that we you know, I, I we had a whole slew of guys like that where we, we didn't think they were going to be that bad i mean we all we knew about the obvious ones but we're having the like the in practice injuries Gabe Davis another one there it was a tough week last week
2: it was definitely a tough week and you know i mean like, that's the thing is that what people don't understand is just because you don't see guys on the injury report on monday right after the sunday games it's tuesday when you really need to see it right are they back at practice? If they're not back at practice, why? Uh, and and kind of move on from there because you know it obviously it takes a it takes a day you know you got the game you get your Monday off from from the practice field but you know you're still you know in the trainer room and you're still dealing with mm-hmm. uh, with stuff that you have to deal with so you know you might not see uh, a whole lot of action on a Monday but come Tuesday morning all of a sudden that injury report starts popping up and you realize that you got a lot of stuff to deal with.
1: Yeah. Alvin Kamara is another one there where he played yeah. through it uh, in week one and then it got, you know, even practiced once and then it got worse. Uh, so, you know, it, it seems like it's different. Usually I blow off the Wednesday injury report or I don't blow it off. But unless it's something new, I'm like, oh, OK, fine. It's a Veterans Day rest. OK, it's probable, right. it, you know, it's, he's limited. Then he's going to go full and then he's going to be fine. That, that didn't happen a lot. So uh, we're going to start off with a non-injury news uh, item first. So Mike Evans, uh, he got his Marshawn Lattimore fight on yet again, got ejected from that game and now got suspended. That appeal got denied. He is going to sit out this week against Green Bay.
2: And, you know, listen, rightfully so. I mean, th- this beef between Evans and Lattimore, it dates back to, uh, yeah. to a few years ago here. I don't even know what the original beef was all about, Um. But obviously, it's it's really stuck with Evans. I mean, if you remember, and it's real. It was, yeah, was it like two seasons ago, where Lattimore was standing, like you know, facing the sidelines, and Evans came running across the field and just you know, s- you know, slammed him in the back and and knocked him forward. I mean, I think uh, you know a lot of people kind of forget that, and so you know, I was having this conversation with Jim Bowden, who was like, "Well, you got to protect Brady." I'm like, "Brady was not in any imminent danger." As a matter of fact, Brady went mouthing off to the players, yes. to, to the yes. opposition, and all they did was, you know, start jawing back with him. I said, Evans was using protecting Brady as an excuse for his own personal agenda. Whatever no, my- that wasn't
1: a peacemaking thing. That was a blow. No, was a blow. I mean, he, he was looking for an opportunity. You know, yeah. sometimes you have beef and it's kind of, okay, you have beef, it's fine. They push and shove, they talk smack and all that. No, this was real. This was absolutely real. Um, and, yeah, it just totally inflamed it there for sure, 100%. Especially because Fournette was already protecting Brady as it was. Uh, they didn't didn't need to, yeah, it was this total blindside, third man in sort of situation. Totally man. get it. Uh, what? Hey, doesn't that him.
2: give life to Cole Beasley now for fantasy?
1: <laughs> Yikes. Well, that, that's going to ask you two things, two-part <laughs> question. Are you picking up Rashad Perriman? Have you in early waivers? Uh, have you made him a uh, part of that? Um, and second part, are you considering benching Brady if you have him this week?
2: I'm definitely considering benching Brady. I think that this game actually this this lines up as a really nice game for for Leonard Fournette,
0: despite mm-hmm. the
2: fact that their offensive line has been you know decimated by injuries. Uh, Leonard Fournette has still had at least 20 carries in in each of the first two games. Brady doesn't want to throw the ball 40 times a game, so they're going to continue that with Leonard Fournette. And now that Brady doesn't have the the weapons or the rapport with his weapons right now, you have to look at it. Listen, yes, he's the goat, and yes, he will he will find a way to get the ball move the ball downfield and he will find a way to try and get these bucks to win but from a fantasy perspective you're not looking at a 300 yard passer here you're you're not looking at you know more than two touchdowns in a game it doesn't seem because we've seen Brady when whether it's a rookie or whether it's a veteran if he doesn't have that on-field rapport with them then it's really tough to come by for you know as far as the timing routes go so yeah i, I would definitely look to uh, to consider Dro- not dropping, a, but, you know, benching Brady yeah. uh, this week for well, any number of guys. I'll bench him for Trevor Lawrence, for crying out loud.
1: Looked really good. Looked really, really good. Uh, you know, he, he, they even, like, they dialed it back against the Colts because that game was so well in hand. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was impressed with Lawrence. Week one, even against the commanders, he had that awful interception at the end of the game. But the second and third quarters, beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, that 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 was pretty uh, pretty impressive there, too. I've got Brady still at like twelve or thirteen this week, but I might move him farther down. I'm um, I, I, I have now that I know for sure Evans is out. I mean that's going to be my impetus to move him down a little bit farther. I currently mm-hmm. I, you know, I have Wentz and Rogers right behind him right now. I think I'm going to move those guys above him. I mean I don't like Rogers matchup against Tampa Bay either.
2: No, no, I don't. I don't like Rogers matchup against them uh, as well. And you know I'm looking at the rankings over at Fantasy Alarm. Adam Ronis actually does our. our our rankings. And he's got Brady and Rogers right there at at 14 and 15 behind the likes of Jared Goff and Carson Wentz and, you know, Mm -hmm. even a struggling Joe Burrow. So, you know, I mean, that's definitely something you have to take into consideration.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a tough week I I found for that there. And I know, so Adam does your rankings, but you're answering questions all the time. You're known for never not answering a question. In fact, that's one of your things. Uh, I applaud you for that. Uh, and I, I apologize when I sent you chances to win that one time that was that was me oh, no. dude, that was the best come on man
2: <laughs> <Chances> to, <laughs> you guys with chances to win um will always like I mean go down in like fantasy folklore uh, yeah. as like the greatest uh, the greatest invention of a segment of all time.
1: yeah the the dumbest so segment all time let me shut a window real quick while we're talking here I
2: thought that was I thought that was the garbage meant out by me. No, that's,
1: that's me. All right. Uh, Yeah. Totally forget Wednesdays. Wednesdays that I'm no longer doing radio in the morning. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Oh wait, I do for a podcast still too. Who knew? Uh, But anyways, uh, any, uh, yeah, it's going to be for Paraman. I'm thinking about it, but if he draws Jair Alexander, I mean, not really thrilled about that matchup. I think Alexander wins that more often than not.
2: Yeah, even though Alexander, I mean, they paid him well and, and he's kind of, you know, he seems to have lost a, a little bit of a step there, obviously. I mean, you're not gonna come back from injury and be, you know, back to a hundred percent immediately. But yeah, I mean, you know, you look at a guy like Perriman, Scotty Miller, these weapons that that the Bucks have. Uh yeah, I do. I have a hard time with that. I <laughs> I'm not even sold on Garrett Wilson, but I would have I would have much preferred making a big bid on a Garrett Wilson. Uh, yeah. Or or even like a Noah Brown, then I really am for a Brashad Perriman.
1: I agree with that. Uh, I mean, Wilson's my top pickup for the week. I did Chris Harris's podcast on uh, Tuesday morning and, you know, we, we did our top five and he was my he's my one, his two. Uh, he actually wanted to do a little speculation play on Jordan Mason. That was my second. Shows out what type of week it was when Jordan Mason's our number two uh, waiver wire option there. <laughs> but um, and, and last Marlon week, gets,
2: and Marlon Mack gets signed.
1: Yeah, and, and called up from the practice squad now too, and he's active this week. So yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of Jordan Mason tilt, um, and I I think that's uh, beautiful because that's life. But you know Mason could be good. Here's the thing about Wilson too. I like Wilson, but he's kind of a plotter and he gets hurt a lot. So yeah. I'm still interested in finding some upside because I think you know the Niners can support two running backs a and if they if one clicks they could go crazy. They had lo- they loved Mason in the preseason and uh, training camp.
2: I'd rather put Fab on on Justin Mason than Jordan Mason. Right?
1: Ooh, poor Justin. <laughs> He's just standing there, not bothering anybody. Nope, nope,
2: just innocently, you know, raising money for charity, being a good dude. Yeah, <laughs> we just keep pummeling him.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's all love.
2: It's all it, love.
1: It is all love. Who's winning, by the way, in uh, Barf? Are you? Are you? You're still. You're in Barf, right? The I Bay
2: Area. I'm still in in the uh, in the Barf League. I um. I, I believe I'm. I was. You know what? That's the funny thing. I actually didn't even check on the Barf League, um, yesterday, which I should have. I mean, I looked to see if I was uh, if I was uh, if, if I needed to do Fab, and there was nobody on my team that I wanted to drop. Oh, look at me. I'm t- I'm two and zero. I'm the I'm the I'm I'm the second in, in points there also. I'm, I'm oh, a, there's a
1: football uh, version of it there too. I was actually asking about the baseball one. Um, are, oh, are you flush, in the
2: baseball? One the too? toilet. I'm still floating there. Some for some reason nobody oh. will flush. Maybe they got to jiggle the handle a little bit. Ah, uh, okay. Flush me in baseball on uh in in the barf league. It's just been it's been brutal, brutal. Okay. I, I mean, you know, right that that move over to to, to football that you have to do. It's like all of a sudden, you know, you're still trying to, you know, I'm still trying to like, you know, move up, eke up in tout. I'm still trying to eke up in uh, in in labor that when, you know, I've got a team that's, you know, like like the Barf League where I was like, you know, I'm probably like ninth or tenth out of 12 for, for a, a substantial chunk of time. Uh, moving up just kind of falls to the wayside.
1: It does. It really does. Um,
2: we're going to periodically take your questions. Thanks for posting
1: them in the forum there. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to do topics and then we'll just splice, spice in a few uh, questions here and there. Rick does ask a flex question for us here. Who should I put in my flex Garrett Wilson, uh, Alan Robinson, or Jahan Dotson? Uh, I have my answer, but I want to hear out How- Howard's first here Cause I think this is interesting. Cause we were just talking about Wilson being a top pickup option this week. Does that mean you're going to
2: play him right away? Um, no, I, I don't think that I'm going to play him right away. Uh, you know, I, I think that my problem isn't, you know, because maybe it's a skepticism of being a Jets fan and you being a Bengals fan for years, you dealt with this also, you, you know, it's nice to get excited as a fan, right? It was great comeback. I loved seeing that happen. you know, as a Jets fan, but I need to see what Garrett Wilson looks like with Zach Wilson, right? I don't care what he looks like with Joe Flacco here in the first couple of weeks. I want to see, more from that and i don't believe in joe flacco at all so you know when you're talking about the jets matching up against your bengals this week and no i don't want to bet against you so thank you okay (laughs) Um, were you gonna try that were you gonna dip into that well am i chrysalis am i do do, do (laughs) i look like chrysalis no i'm not gonna do
1: that to you um you're so much more handsome than Chris. oh thank you thank you thank you very much uh even with the glasses you know it's it's i'm getting grayer and you know vision worse but whatever uh we all are we
2: all yeah. are but to answer um, the
1: question i'm going alan robinson here i'm going Allen robinson too absolutely ding 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 absolutely. all right thank you rick for the question there um yeah that that that's gonna be one of the big ones there one of the guys that was interesting last week was damian pierce getting all the carries last week after losing so much to rex burkhead the panic set in i actually was able to claim pierce in a leak uh this, this week in waivers <sighs> Someone, you know, Jeff, one of Jeff Mans's bits is always to post bad transactions on, uh, on Wednesday mm-hmm. morning, uh, from the Tuesday night waiver run. And this, this qualifies who, I don't know what, what the circumstances was for them. My opponent dropped but it's like a 12 teamer, wasn't like a 10 teamer or eight team or anything like that. Yeah. I will claim Damian Pierce. Uh, would you start him or ETN this week in PPR?
2: I would start Damian Pierce this week over ETN and PPR. Yeah. I think James Robinson owns this, uh, this backfield and you know, they'll, they'll gradually get ETN back in here, but Doug Peterson is one of those, I play the hot hand kind of guys and James Robinson uh, can still catch passes and he can still, you know, he takes it between the tackles. Um, So I worry about ETN, at least for the time being right now, Damian Pierce going up against Chicago, Chicago's run defense is not strong at all. They lost a lot, you know. They lost the key Knicks on the uh yeah, on the uh, on the defensive line, uh, and that was a big run stuffer for them. So I think yeah. Damian Pierce. I think Lovey's going to run Damian Pierce up the gut a lot against Chicago this week.
1: I think you're right about that. Um, yeah, and of course, you know when these rookies start off slowly, they don't get the full playing time. Don't panic. Same thing with Brees Hall. Same thing with uh, Kenneth Walker. You know, I yeah. I, and I, I was penny over Walker in draft season, but nonetheless, I'm holding on to Walker if I have him anywhere. I was sure. I was frequently the take the one that falls later in drafts sort of guy when it came to that. I mean, I don't really want a whole lot of Seattle, but they were there. They were hovering like an angel, so I had to pluck them every once in a while. But uh, yeah, hold on to these guys. They, Wilson, I mean, we saw it right away with Wilson, but you know, some of these other top you know top
2: receivers, you know, be patient. Be patient with the top rookies here. Yeah, okay. I, I, you know, it's it's one of those funny things. Jeff Mann says post the uh, the worst ones there. I've been telling everybody, you know, over and over again. It, you know, waivers does not end for you once they're processed. No, because now what you need to do is once they process, now you have to go back. You have to look through all the transactions and just write down everybody who was dropped. Right. Because those are the players that you know that that tend to end up being there. I, you know, I saw people dropping Kyle Pitts. I've seen people oh. drop Damian Pierce. I've seen people drop uh, after week one. I saw somebody drop Alan Robinson. I was like, you, "Are you kidding me?" Like, have you played I mean, fantasy uh, football before? I
1: mean, yeah. well, that's
2: and that's the thing, right? And I mean, listen, you and I have done this for for multiple decades now, right? You you would think that listening to us over and over again pound the drum about patience that people would, but I mean, even people, I'm getting repeat emails, repeat you know messages from people who I've spoken to over the years saying the exact same thing. I'm like, be patient, be patient, stop freaking out. It's it's one game. You, who cares that you lost? Big deal. You're not in this. And I posted this on Twitter. I said, you know, it's, it's you know, because people are like sitting here trying to like trade away Derrick Henry and trade away, you know, Kyle Pitts and, you know, and, and all the underperformers there. And I'm like, it's buy low, sell high, not buy high and make stupid moves. Right. I mean, it's right. not like you, you can't be doing stuff like that. You have to learn to be patient. You're not in this. You didn't build your fantasy football team to win one week. You built your fantasy football team to win the entire season. Exactly. And, exactly. You know, nobody nobody cares. You don't get bonus points for a perfect season. Who cares?
1: Yeah, exactly. You want to get build that best roster that gets to the playoffs and wins. In the playoffs yes you want to be peaking at the right time before we go on and other golden nuggets like that quick note from our sponsors on the blue wire network
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
1: Thank you for your indulgence there. All of our podcasts on Rotowire are hosted on the Blue Wire Network there, so we appreciate you for that. Uh, let's talk Kyle Pitts. Uh, it, it's it's frustrating as hell right now. Um, I was all aboard the Kyle Pitts hype train. After all, I'm a member of Rotowire. Uh, it's what we do. Uh, I, I have those, those third-round Kyle Pitts tickets in a lot of places. So, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. Obviously, I'm concerned there, but uh, I'm not going to bench him. I, I might I have moved him down this week to, like, fifth, among tight ends you know yeah it's exactly fifth no it's not it's time that this is a buy low candidate you know it, even with arthur smith saying this is not a fantasy league blah 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 I think, first of all stop crapping on fantasy secondly you know they're paying your bills they're, they're the reason why sunday ticket is so popular they're the reason why red zone exists think about that for just one second but secondly it's a legit question why aren't you getting this generational talent playmaker more targets maybe it's you just say well it was the coverages Or are you know that might be, maybe he maybe just doesn't want to reveal that,
2: but all that being said, he's, Pitts is going to get his right. Yeah. I, I mean, you have to figure that he's going to, right. I mean, that's, that's one of the things um, maybe, uh, you know, and this is, this was just one hypothesis that I had was that maybe a guy like Arthur Smith doesn't really know how to, how to deal with Kyle Pitts. If he was a true tight end, he'd turn him into the next Delaney Walker like they did in Tennessee. <laughs> Right. But now it's right. like, well, do we get cute? Do we, you know, move him from tight end? Do we line him up in the slot? Is he more of a wide receiver? And I feel like, you know, he's definitely, you know, struggling with uh with with exactly how and where to utilize Kyle Pitts the most. He's got a great target monster in Drake London now. The yeah. the backfield is, you know, what it is. Um, but yeah, I feel like he he really does need to hone in on kyle pitts a lot more and i i feel like it will happen yeah like we will see it sooner than we w- you know than later but it is definitely frustrating I, I can't you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bench him so that i can pick up you know i don't know cole Komet. Yeah.
1: who <laughs> also is a buy low at this point in time by zero right now um <laughs> yeah. uh, he might actually be a drop and that's that breaks my heart because i was kind of on him as a breakout guy as Partially because I thought his skills were good. Partially because of the the who else fallacy that, I you know, I fall into it every once in a while too. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember that. But I, I think he's closer to drop. But, I mean, London is legit. I have no problem with London getting all his share. But I thought it was interesting. In this game, I don't think anybody else besides London got more than three targets. Uh, so, in fact, yeah, that's right. Daryl Hodge got three targets. Pitts got three target targets. They just... Didn't they? A didn't throw the ball that much, and B they all went to London a because London's a grown ass man, and he he looks great.
2: I mean, would you trust Marcus Mariota throwing the ball for you on the regular?
1: I thought maybe so. Uh, I, I put it this way: I didn't think he was a downgrade from Matt Ryan, uh, and I, I haven't been disproven on that part of it there. But the problem was <laughs> Matt Ryan is closer to you know sinking down than uh, Marcus Mariota climbing up, but as a thrower, at least. We'll see. Uh, Ryan looked awful against Jacksonville. Now, I, with with admitting he was missing his top two receivers and the fact that there's a huge jo- drop from Pittman and Pierce to everybody else, uh, Ryan looked terrible. Throwing off his back foot, not handling pressure very well at all, not seeing it uh, at all. I, I, he he looks like he was part of the problem last year in Atlanta, not just a, oh, let's get him out of Atlanta and get him to a stable situation. That's not the case.
2: I thought I thought with a with an improved offensive line, uh, less immediate pressure would kind of help Matt Ryan a little bit here, obviously, like you said, he was missing the you know the targets that he felt most comfortable with throwing to, um, but it shouldn't be an excuse. he did. He looked like he looked like he aged thirty years during the off season and then came in for week one and was like, mm, you know, not that great,
1: nope, no, nope. not that great at all. Uh, so. Yeah, the Colts, huge week for them. They're, they're already 0-2. They, they host the Chiefs. They've got a, a game against the Titans coming up. That's going to be massive. they got two games against the Titans in the first eight weeks of the season. Their their whole season is going to be defined by week eight. It's going to be very weird to see that, at least in division.
2: Their whole season could be determined by the end of week three. I mean, how do you yeah. – I, mean, I don't know what the percentages are of, of teams that make the playoffs after starting out 0-3. I can't imagine that they're very good.
1: No. No, I can't imagine that either there. Uh, by the way, if you guys are posting a stardom sitem question in the forum, that's fine. Don't give us your whole roster. Just tell us who you're deciding between for your last <laughs> spot. I see one question there with your whole roster. I'm not going to answer that. I will answer like A or B, X or Y, or, you know, even like choose one among three. I'll, I'll be happy to do that, but I'm not going to look at a whole roster. So just as a heads <laughs> up on that one there. Um. Yeah, see? So Sorry, you, snags. Yeah. Calling him out. I, I was going to be gentle, a little more gentle than you, but that's all right. That's all right. That's good. Um, you're, you're my Jets guy, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. Uh, who would you rather have rest of season?
2: See, rest of season's like the, I mean, that's the kiss of death in that question because so much can change. So much is going to change for the Jets. I mean, yeah. for right now, I'll say Garrett Wilson because listen, he looked great at Ohio State. Uh, you know, good, solid pickup for the Jets. Um, you know, I feel like it should be like him and Elijah Moore as the top two receivers, you know, on the team and have them, you know, one and two um, and forget the, the the Corey Davis debacle that, you know, that is Corey Davis and, yeah. and go from there. But if I had to choose one over the other, I right now I would choose uh, Garrett Wilson. What I want to see, though, obviously, is once Zach Wilson's back under center, We already saw that he had a nice rapport with Elijah Moore last year. We already, you know, we witnessed that. So now the question is, is, you know, does he, you know, is he capable of having that same rapport with Wilson this year that he had with Moore last year? And then, you know, how much of a backseat does Elijah Moore take? So Wilson for the time being right now is my lean. But again, I'm not going to, you know, unless I absolutely need that roster spot, I'm not going to cut Elijah Moore. No, I, I
1: wouldn't either. Definitely not. Um, and he was looking maybe to, to trade, sell high on Wilson. I could see it, uh, assuming it's not a keeper league. Keeper league, no way. You know, I'm, I'm holding on to Wilson for dear life because I think he's going to be a gem. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I I hear you on that one there for sure. You know, do the. I mean, I, I think the Jets are currently better at you know for the short term with Flacco in there instead of Wilson. Unpopular opinion, maybe, but I, I, what I saw from Wilson. I don't know. Uh, I I think I'd rather have have Flacco in there. Uh,
2: you know, I, I you know not me. Nope. Like I'll take I'll take the losses because we're not going anywhere with Joe Flacco. We're not. This this is not a year where the Jets were gonna make the playoffs it's or true. have some you know big coming out party for them. Because I mean Buffalo owns the AFC East right now, right? And Miami, let's face it, good. Miami is probably. You know, the the darling there. So the Jets were never going to accomplish anything. Give me as much Zach Wilson as I can possibly, you know, consume because I want to see how this team is developing. Because if Zach Wilson isn't the guy, we need to know as quickly as possible so that you know we can we can either make some adjustments and maybe trade for somebody, or you know, or we just go back into the draft looking at a quarterback. But yeah, uh, you know, whether whether Flacco's better for for you know the fantasy value of guys like Wilson or Moore or even Brees Hall or Michael Carter, um, you know, as a fan that's irrelevant to me as a fantasy player, I don't think that the that the the jump having Flacco is really substantial enough for me to want to do it I I may or may not also have a no jet policy on my fantasy roster.
1: okay there you go um (laughs) I I used to do that a little bit with the Bengals because you know I can still enjoy it when the Bengals do well I don't have to have it on my dime however when they get good you want them on your dime too uh
2: what's wrong with your offensive line right now is it just that they haven't played together
1: is that what I think is? there's more problems than that. First of all, I think Lyle Collins. I like. I think Lyle Collins is like the. I believe in the idea of Lyle Collins being an improvement rather than him actually being that guy. He was getting beat around big time by Parsons last week. Mm-hmm. I think there's some. I think part of the problem is the play calling. I think part of the problem is Zach. I, I think it is Zach Taylor on that? I think hard, part of the problem is Joe Burrow. I think he tries to make plays a little. You know, he extends plays a little too much. Uh, he gets a little happy feet uh he doesn't find those quick checkdowns he wants to go downfield and then you get into situations where then they go reflexively and they check down before even going through a progression he got it, it went full circle like there was a third and 14 and they did a quick dump off to Samaj P Ryan before like the like one second into the play and then yeah, they they punt <laughs> from plus territory I think I ran it on that on Twitter because that's what I do uh, <laughs> I I I I also think they played two really good pass rush teams too and Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and Dallas. And I think that is part of it there and no offense, but I don't think the jets are at that level. Um, so I'm hoping <laughs> none
2: taken.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I'm, I'm thinking that is going to help a little bit. Uh, so we'll see about that. Um, I think that'll be a, an aspect of it there too. I think they, you know, they had no reps together in the preseason and keep in mind it wasn't just a, Oh, we're just not going to play them in the games. You know, he had the appendectomy. Um, and so he wasn't, Doing full, you know, full speed practices for a long time in, in training camp and the preseason. I think that stuff matters a little bit there. You know, facing fire. I, you know, they had the two, you know, practices with the Rams, and there was the don't touch Burrow rule, uh, even in, which Donald, of course, violated. But uh, you know, honestly, I, they ne- he needed to face some fire. They needed to get used to this. The line needed that.
2: Well, I, th- I feel like we've gotten to the point now where we've cut a, a preseason game already from the schedule. Um, coaches don't play their starters in preseason games because they don't want them to get hurt. That right. this first, like these first two weeks of the uh, of the of the NFL season, to me is like more of like an extension of the uh, uh, of the preseason oh, I agree. because the, these are the guys are finally getting time on the field together in game situations, and that's what they needed in the preseason.
1: And the saving grace is that the in a, the AFC North, all every team has at least one loss. So the Bengals are only one game out. And granted, they lost a head-to-head, that a home game against Pittsburgh. That's the, the part that's really tough. But they can recover. Uh, there is still time. The problem is their schedule is just nuts. And it's the hard part's after the bye week. They have like a road game against the uh, uh, against the Bucks. They have a game against the Chiefs. They have a game against the Bills coming up. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. It's it's, it's tough sledding uh, this year. Uh, But at least, you know, maybe they they get a little bit of a recovery. They face the AFC South, which means you also get Carolina and Atlanta. Who knows what version of New Orleans you're going to get. Jameis is playing through through four broken bones in his back, for crying out loud, and looked every bit bit the part against the Bucs. Now, the Bucs are part of that issue, but Jameis did did not look good at all in that game this past week.
2: No, he did not. And, you know, listen, I think that there's a lot to – there's a lot to be concerned with as far as the Saints go. I mean, obviously, first of all, can, can we, can we you know, chastise the beat writers and everybody for not letting us know about Kamara's rib injury heading into week one? I think that was a, a big deal. Um, I think, you know, Winston is definitely in that situation there where he's mm-hmm. banged up and it's going to be problematic for him. I'm sick of the Taysom Hill nonsense, right? I mean, that's... Who just, isn't? Right. I mean, that just, I mean, it just kills momentum. It kills momentum on the team. I'm not even looking at it from a fantasy perspective because it does annoy me when everybody's like, oh, should I pick up Taysom Hill for tight end? Like, you know, that, that grates on my nerves. But to me, it's more about, you know, it's, you're just killing the momentum, you know, of of your team. You know, Winston and, and Kamara bringing the team downfield. And then once you get inside the, uh, Inside the red zone, you're like Mr. Gimmick, Mr. Gadget kind of thing. I thought we were done with that when Sean Payton left, but apparently that's not the case there. So, you know, I mean, there are a few things I do like about the Saints. I like the fact that, you know, that Jarvis Landry has uh, has Jameis Winston's attention. I'd like to, you know, see that built up a little bit more. Michael, See, Thomas. I'd like him to
1: go away. I'm an Alave guy, so I have him in a lot <laughs> of places. So Jarvis Sorry, Landry can just hang out. And the thing about Jarvis Landry, too, is he'll have that game and then he'll have what he did last week, four for 25, and he'll have lots of those. And then, you know, you'll go back to benching him and then he'll whipsaw you and have another big game on your bench.
2: You know, I, I yeah. That's like I, that's like Todd Zola talking uh, pitching, right? You know, yep. you get a guy who gets beaten up and then you take him out the next start and he goes seven innings of scoreless ball and, and you missed out on it already. You either got to keep him in there or not. <laughs> Well, that and that. I mean, you really have to dive into the matchups. You had
1: to know Atlanta has a terrible slot corner, for instance, and know that he was going to be the guy on Landry. You know that that's the the tricky part. And now we see how in two games how New Orleans is going to run their offense. Alave is going to be on the outside. He's going to get a lot of deep targets, and I like that. By the way, I'm not you know air yards to to the death or anything like that. But at the same time, I do like (laughs) seeing 300 air yards you know, I, I think it's a positive thing, you know, and that fumble is quirky and, and goofy and it, it's not predictive at all. It was a weird play, but um, so I, I'm still optimistic on Olave.
2: I'm, I'm, I, listen, I just think from a talent standpoint, you got to love him, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you really do. And if, if the Saints were a little bit more of a high flying offense, if, if Jameis was really slinging the ball around there, then you've got, you know, the ability. I think the, the I think the thing that hurt Alave actually is the fact that Michael Thomas came back, yeah, and is playing well, right? And, and, good. and he doesn't yep. seem to have the attitude that he had when Peyton was running the show. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, we're going to take more of your questions. Take a, uh, we'll t- I want to talk a little Lions when we come back here. But first, quick note from our friends at Brothrow. Have you ever bet on sports with your buddies? Brothrow is the only sports betting platform that lets you bet directly with friends. And Brothrow doesn't take a cut of every bet. No fees, no juice, no middleman. Brothrow is not a sports book. You bet on sports directly against other users with no juice or vague, which saves you a ton of money over time. Betting $11 to win 10 stinks. But with Brothrow, you bet 10 to win 10 Brothrow offers a hassle-free sign-up process that lets you get in the action in seconds. And you don't have to deposit money on Brothrow either. Instead, you pay other betters directly. Throw out your first bet and go to Brothrow.com slash Roto and use code Roto. Brothrow is free to sign up. Cut out the middleman and start betting on Brothrow. That's Brothrow.com slash Roto. Amon Ross St. Brown went off again last week against the Commanders. He was good in week one. He was amazing to finish the stretch run last year. At what point do we start, you know, including him in top 10, top 15 wide receivers, Howard? What, you haven't already? Yeah, I mean he's he's right around 10, I think, this week for me.
2: He really is. And and you gotta respect it, right? I mean, there's definite talent there. Um, you know, I, I don't think see, that's the thing is I don't think it's it's a Monroe St. Brown that we all worry about, whether or not I mean the dude's talented, it's the guy throwing him the ball, and we worry yep. about Jared Goff and you know, and, and that it's you know typically supposed to be a run first offense in Detroit. That's what Dan Campbell wants to do. He wants to, to run the ball, he wants to eat kneecaps. Uh, and then if he can, you know, pass it, uh, you know, get a passing touchdown, he'll do that. So, right, you know, I think St. Brown, listen, I mean, the guy, he, he, he can stretch the field when he needs to, he can come across the middle. He can, uh, fight for, for a ball in traffic. He's got a vertical leap that keeps him, yep. you know, all over there. You got DJ Chark on the other side of the field, you know, just stretching the field. You let Hawkinson or, or somebody else, you know, end up like you know, taking a lot of the, uh, you know, some more of the underneath stuff, which frees up Amon St. Brown for like the intermediary stuff, plus the deep stuff. If you want to throw, you know, underneath to him, he's like the jack of all trades, right? I think he's working primarily out of the slot right now. I think so far he's taken like 84% of his snaps uh, out of the uh, out of the slot. So, you know, I think that they're really trying to utilize that versatility of his. Uh, in order to make that happen. I, I dig him. I think he's uh, he's in a great spot it should be a very, very cool matchup this week against Minnesota. I'll keep Agreed. him in my starting lineups. I'll keep him ranked there, you know, in the uh, in like that top 10 top 12. Uh, and just kind of move forward with it. Again, it's it's going to be about Jared Goff disappointing us not Amon Monroe St. Brown.
1: Yeah, and Goff, since they changed play callers, has been pretty decent. Yeah. Um, I, I and he's healthy now. I mean, that that's always been kind of part of his package. I think he's one of those quarterbacks when everything is right, like health, line. He's got a great offensive line right now. When those things when those things are working, I think he's actually someone that uh, we can kind of count on a little bit there. I like using him a little bit. He's a super flex gold. Uh, and then you look at the skill position players. I mean, I, I Chark had a bad week last week, but he can play. Uh, you know, St. Brown's awesome. Swift is awesome. And they're going to get Jamison Williams at some point in time, too, to take that top off. Uh, and that's why I think St. Brown stays in the slot, by the way. I, I think he's going to benefit from having two two really solid outside uh, receivers there. He's going to just be – I think he's going to eat.
2: Yeah, it was like when, uh, when you had Antonio Brown on one side, uh, Mike Wallace on the other – and uh, and and Juju Smith-Schuster, that first year that he was, like, working at yes. the slot. That's a good right? call. That's he had those, a really like, good two, call. two guys on the outside, and it freed him up for everything. I think that's a, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a, a solid idea, knowing that, you know, I mean, what, Josh Reynolds is going to be the guy who's going to sit? oh, uh, uh, or Josh.
1: Yeah, it might be Chark. Who knows? I will say uh, this,
2: though. Everybody's going to hate me for it, though, is that I was, uh, made some picks. I do some, you know, handicapping over at PicksWise.com. Um, and I, and I took the, uh, I took the Vikings lay in the six points against Detroit.
1: Okay. Movie interesting. Uh, well, because
2: I, you know, I'm, 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 a much more of a contrarian better, right? All those yeah, beautiful sure. hotels, the, 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 the Aria with its wonderful gelato wheel that you and I know and love so much from Las Vegas, all those beautiful hotels were built on the public being wrong. Yes. Right? So, yes. So to sit there and say that you know everybody's like yeah because everybody's in on Detroit, everybody loves Detroit, everybody saw Detroit on Hard Knocks. Yeah. Watch how close they played the, the Philadelphia Eagles, who destroyed the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. right. And so, Transit of property already in week oh, three. Oh, the law of modus tollens already? Are we talking math here? I can do yeah. that, but I think you know I, I you know I'm I'm a contrarian better. And it does seem to work for me. And I do feel like everybody's going to be like the Lions are playing everybody tough and they're playing everybody tight. And they're really, they're a great team and they're so much more improved. And, you know, look how they played the the Eagles versus how the, the Vikings played the Eagles. And then they all of a sudden, you know, all the money's going on, on the Lions plus six, the line will come down to like, you know, five and a half. And the next thing you know, the Vikings walk away with a 10 point win.
1: Yeah, and it's so funny because a week ago the Vikings were an it team. And right. then I had people yelling at me, Cousins, is too, way too low. He's five spots too low among your quarterbacks. Greg Joseph, <laughs> you've what, what have you done to Greg Joseph? Okay, first of all, kickers, who cares? No. <laughs> Start You're him if you think Greg I'm wrong. Joseph. He got one point for you, by the way. Um, it's okay. Uh it, yeah, you know, it's all that. Related to the St. Brown conversation, uh XX Lex Lex says someone offered me AJ Dillon for Maya amon Ross, St. Brown. He already has Chase, AJ Brown, Higgins, Hollywood Brown, Elijah Moore, and Garrett Wilson. I I you know, by the way, that's a I love going early receiver. That is crazy depth at wide receiver. I understand right, the impetus but Why would here. you
2: want Chase and Higgins on the same team? Like unless you, you have Burrow
1: to go with it and you are just going in like an overall contest, I think I'm, maybe right, you do that. You, but
2: you're playing like, you know, if you're like in the FFPC, you know, or, or the NFC, uh you know, overall championships, then sure. Having that stack is fine. But like in a regular, you know, season long league, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to stack that. I mean, I would, I would trade Higgins for AJ Dillon, but I, I don't know if I would trade a Monroe St. Brown for him.
1: I'd agree with that by the way. Ooh. um The sun just came shining. The in. Sun came,
2: the sun came shining in because the Roto buzz gal said, it's smoothie time.
1: Oh, way to go, brother. Buzz gal, I like right? that, right? Yeah, with the branding glass, glass and everything, they're useful. I like it. I like it there. Mm. While you enjoy your smoothie, let's share a quick note from our friends from Vivid Seats Hey, football fans, get your jerseys on and your tailgate snacks ready. That's right, NFL season is back, and so is your chance to score tickets with Vivid Seats. Download the Vivid Seats app or visit, visit vividseats.com to see your team's schedule compare tickets, and secure your spot in the stands. As the only ticketing company with a reward program, Vivid Seats is the winning app for NFL fans like you. Earn credit when you buy 10 tickets, then cash it in to catch more games all season long. With tickets from Vivid Seats, you'll go from watching the game to being a part of it. Go to vividseats.com and find us in the App Store to browse unbeatable seats. We'll see you in the stadium. I've used them a couple times this year to get uh, baseball tickets, once for the Dodgers, once for the Padres works out pretty well so uh did my college tour with my daughter and uh we did went down to san diego and uh, snuck in a padres game there so something for dad too there that was nice nice yeah um so anyways um lex says by the way higgins fell to the fifth round of 12 man league yeah i see it see it's the value i get it uh but that's who i'd look to trade now and try to trade in on some of that value um what you know Lots of other interesting guys uh, to talk about this week. You know, Darnell Mooney is a guy that some people are talking about even dropping right now. Um, Two bad weeks in a row for the bears. Now first was in a monsoon. The second was where Justin Fields had 11 throws. He had 17 dropbacks all game. They ran like 41 plays. It was a really embarrassing offensive game. It's not always going to be that way. They played the Texans this week. Um, What's your thought on, on Darnell Mooney? Are you benching him if you have him? Or are you holding him? What are you doing? Are you are you are you even playing him?
2: I'm holding him. I mean, I don't I don't have a lot of Darnell Mooney because I'm just I wasn't bullish on the Bears coming into the season anyway. Sure. And I know he's the number one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, I just I I, I have uh, I, you know I just I, I don't know I don't know what Luke Getzi's doing over there right now. I don't know what Eber yeah. you know Iberflus is letting him do whatever because Iberflus is a defensive guy. So right, yeah, you know, comes down to to what what Getzy wants in the uh, in the offensive scheme, and I just I don't, I don't love it. But I mean, listen, Darnell Mooney as the number one, as any number one in any offense, right? You have to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's a long season. I will put him on the bench. Uh, And I will I will play somebody else. But like when you're looking at your waiver wire, you have to for the time being right now, because it's early. Like if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, Garrett Wilson just had a big two touchdown game. Darnell Mooney hasn't done anything. I'm going to drop Darnell Mooney for Garrett Wilson. And that's just to me, that's spinning your wheels because, you know, it's 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 a relative unknown for a guy who was doing well at one point but now kind of stinks. So, you know, is right. you know, is water gonna find its own level and are these two gonna start to oh yeah, well they're kind of the same now in, in, in certain aspects. So I hold Mooney. I mean there are some cases where like you know if you're playing in a 10 team league and there are legitimate wide receivers available to you then I would probably drop Mooney. But a 12 teamer I'm I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt
1: yeah i think that makes sense uh that's where i'm handling that too and you're talking about two teams with, you know projected to be bad scripts all year uh you know bad, bad offenses bad teams i mean the one thing is they should be playing from behind but the problem is if you're not if the reason they're playing from behind is because their offense get on get off the ground it doesn't help you uh you know you can you are going to get lots of bad attempts uh so that that that's, that's a tough spot to be in there uh Similarly, we had we had a uh, another Bears related question, so we'll throw that out there from uh, Rick. He says, should I trade Allen Robinson for David Montgomery?
2: <laughs> uh,
1: this is one of those the, the, the fallback context questions, right? I mean, it's like what do you need? I mean, do you need the running back more? Do you need the receiver more because I think they're roughly in the same universe in terms of
2: value. Yeah, and I agree with that. I would probably if uh, if if I'm struggling at running back, if I tried investing in the Miami backfield and I don't know between Edmonds and mostert, um then yeah i I would probably look to uh to add david montgomery Uh, he's not going to rush for 155 yards every single week but you know i I do like the fact that he is seeing carries i hate the fact that he's playing special teams still but i do like the fact that he's uh still seeing some decent carries so you know if you need the running back depth or you know even if you need the start at running back then you know i mean think about if you if you had to play David Montgomery or who you have there at running back right now, is that better or worse than, you know, making the move for whatever your bench wide receiver is, who's going to replace Allen Robinson. So I think that's kind of where you're at with your team.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Looking at this week's uh, lineups uh, or matchups here, uh, you know, a lot of this is always contextual. Like, okay, who, who's something like, what's an identify a matchup that we like a, a defender that we want to target an offensive lineman that's failing everybody there. Uh let, let's start diving in the matchups a little bit here. And we'll start at quarterback. Is there a, like, you know, a non-obvious quarterback that you want to start this week or stream maybe or use in DFS? Is there is there a quarterback that you're identifying there that maybe let's, let's say outside the usual top 10 uh that you think is a really good play this week?
2: Well, funny, we actually kind of uh we we spoke on that a little bit already when it came to um Marcus Mariota. Yeah. I actually okay. put out, you know, I, I put out the, the DFS watch list over at, at fantasyalarm.com. Uh, you know, every Tuesday it comes out. And basically what I'm doing is, is I'm looking at, you know, all of these players. Some some are, are locks and no brainers and saying, okay, just don't forget that, you know, this is, you you want to, you're going to be building your lineup around Cooper Cup. So you're going to have to look for value elsewhere, kind of a situation. But, you know, I looked at, at Marcus Mariota going up against Seattle and, you know, we talked about the fact that, you know, he wasn't really throwing all that much again against Seattle. I think you've got that capability, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. no Bobby Wagner at the middle linebacker spot. Jamal Adams is lost for the season.
1: Yeah, there's, that's a big one. There's a
2: definite vulnerability in the middle of the field for Seattle. And we saw San Francisco try to, you know, kind of exploit that a little bit when Jimmy G took over in the, uh, in, in the last game. So I kind of feel like, you know, Yeah. Arthur Smith loves to run the ball and he'll, and he'll do that. But I think that this is kind of a, this is a great situation. This, this has all the earmarks of that Kyle Pitts breakout, right? No Jamal Adams coming in to, you know, help handle the tight end. I think the middle of the field's vulnerable. I think Marcus Mariota is a guy who's going to be able to take advantage of it. And you know what? Maybe pick up some rushing yards at the same time.
1: Yeah, maybe so. I mean, the Rams seemed like they schemed better to prevent the running from Mariota. The, you know, Mariota ran so well against the Saints in week one, and it's right off the the, bat, the very first snap, it was a design run from Mariota. and went for over 10 yards. I mean, they had, had that going on. They did not have that going against the Rams. Uh, that was tougher. Uh, and I, I do think they need to find a second target, too. I think they need to get Pitts involved. I think he knows that, too. I just mm-hmm. don't think he wanted to reveal that. I think he didn't like being questioned immediately in the heat after a game either, so... I think that was partially uh, one of the reasons for his reactions. Uh, So besides Brady, besides Burrow, is there any other like name quarterback that you're fading this week that you don't want to use in DFS or you you think about Um, maybe not even starting?
2: Maybe not even starting.
1: Mm. In a one quarterback league, obviously.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this one here. I don't really, well, I need to know what's going on with Justin Herbert. I really, I need to see, I need to see film of him at practice i need to see what he looks like throwing the ball and running around because you know jacksonville's a very opportunistic team and they're going to be hungry coming they off rush the of passer no- what's that they rushed the passer really yeah. well actually last- like yeah, yeah, josh yeah. allen
1: last year against jo- josh allen versus josh allen the jacksonville version won that matchup there Remember that nine six game last year ugly ugly game but Uh, A lot of yellow flags in that one, but the pass rush was a big deal on that. So I'm with you on that one there. I would also say Russ, uh, I'm worried about Russell Wilson. I'm worried about the Broncos, especially if Judy doesn't play. Uh, No Tim Patrick. I think that that injury is showing to be a lot more significant than than we realized. Um, And they didn't have even have KJ Hamler last week. So kind of lacking targets right now.
2: Dude, Nathaniel Hackett is a terrible coach. Yes, he is. When, when the entire stadium starts counting down the play oh, clock, So like, bad. how embarrassing is a coach? Because so you bad. can hear the sarcasm in the voices of 50,000 fans as they're doing it. Like, that just to me – so, yeah, I would I would be a little nervous with, about Russ. I mean, obviously, San Francisco, they've got a great pass rush going on over there as well. And, you know, I, I think it's, uh, it's tough you know i mean it's tough for me to sit russell wilson though because at some point i feel like he just turns around and gives you know hackett the finger and says, i'm gonna yeah. just do me here uh because you stink
1: but russ doesn't run anymore i think that's the other problem uh that i'm a little bit concerned with there and oh, that's
2: designed some rollouts for him right yeah i, mean... I agree i
1: agree but you know, you're not getting the bonus yards, though. Is, is kind of the no, other thing. You're just no, not you're getting not. that at all. I've got them below Goff this week. I've got them below Wentz, and I I don't like Wentz's matchup against Philly. Philly's nasty, but I mean, the, the Lions still piled on the yards against Philly, so there is that. Um, I could, I think you could make a case for Lawrence or, or Mariota versus over Wilson would be, I think, a debate. Also, I don't, I I'm not man enough to do that yet, but thinking about
2: <laughs> it. I got the stones to do. I got the stones to do it with Lawrence. I don't know if I got the stones to do it against. Uh, right. Um, Russ, you know of uh, of Russ Wilson sitting again. You know, in favor against of, Mariota. Yeah, against Mar- with Mariota.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. it's a th- it's a consideration, and that certainly wasn't something at the beginning of the year. Sure uh, we'll we'll hit a couple more questions, a couple more uh, topics, but first one more uh, note from our sponsors, Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that, too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. I was told there'd be no math on this. That's nice. It's just easy to play, (laughs) easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Just join now at monkeyknifefight.com, and you'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. So, what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. I'm here with Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm. Rotowire alum, now a mainstay on uh, SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. And you and Jim Bowden have just a fun dynamic going on there. You guys have been together. How long now have you been paired up with Jim? It's been four or five years, right?
2: I feel like it's been, yeah, it's definitely been four or five years. I don't know, you know, some some dude named Bobby COVID came in and stole two years out of my life. So, I don't even know yeah how long things been going on right now so yeah i would say that that jim and i has probably been about five maybe almost even six years
1: yeah jim's a busy busy man how do you like work on like scheduling shows with him like planning things out um i know he's he's got you know he's he's in a lot of different kitchens there as a cook uh so uh
2: how's that how's your creative process work uh it's the the beauty of the uh of the google doc the shared google doc Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll I'll put down some ideas for the show. I mean, you know, we we've had conversations, you know, we'll talk in the morning and we'll text each other on a regular basis. Um, we'll text more, you know, with each other, kind of talking show stuff on like a Sunday while the games are going on and you know, oh, we should talk about this, oh, we should bring that, and you know, kind of, you know, brainstorm some segment ideas. But then once the week starts up, you know, we've kind of got like our, our basic framework for our plans. And then we just kind of go back and forth on the, on the, uh, the shared Google docs so that, you know, I throw out a couple of ideas. He fills in the blanks and some things. And, uh, and we go from there. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Cowboys talk still. And that's, uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm still, I'm still working on that with him.
1: Yep. Yeah. And you can't counterbalance that with a lot of jets talk, unfortunately. No, you uh,
2: really can't. Yeah. Well, Hey,
1: I, I, Welcome to my world as a Bengals fan, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and you guys already have some, you know, a lot of segments that you do on a regular basis, like the jukebox and all that. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice that you know that you have that, you know, you start developing those sort of things and pe- your, your audience knows those things. Still doing a lot of pie bets. I saw that the other day with Shannon, who now produces for our show that she lost the pie bet this summer. So uh, I love that seeing that you're still doing that, doing some good for charity at the same time.
2: We splash that in. We, um, you know, uh, we're 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 going to include the pie bets on kind of a, a rare. We're finding other creative ways to bet. And you know, had this, you know, had we, you and I been recording at nighttime, um, this hair here would have been green uh,
0: oh. because
2: I already, yeah, I lost on my uh, my Alan Lazard double digit targets bet, mm. um, which wasn't even a bet. It was just more of a declaration that. Alan Lazard is, you know, Aaron Rodgers, number one. And, you know, when the guy comes back, he's going to be seeing double digit targets consistently. And, you know, we got some pushback from Jim on that one. So, you know, obviously knowing that Alan Lazard is dealing, was dealing with an ankle injury and all that other stuff that comes with it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be brazen here. And I'm going to say that Alan Lazard going to get double digit targets. And if he doesn't, well, then I'll dye my hair green yeah yeah you, know, you should
1: have given yourself a weak buffer because it's gonna happen you're going to be right on this eventually you're just wrong this last week on
2: i'll take I'll, well i've got a pie bet with jim on al Lazard i say 1100 yards eight touchdowns um, yeah. so we, we've got a pie bet on that one so i'll give him the i'll give him the, uh, the green hairs head start here for now
1: the eight touchdowns is, is, is a nice one there too um i you know already got, got one in the books already for that so you got that going for you which is nice which is but, nice all right rapid fire user questions ready done james cook or tyler algier or Devin Du? you know who would you drop uh for uh, who would you drop among these three cook algier or duvernay duvernay needs one need to drop one
2: um i'd probably drop algier still right now it's close between him and cook but i'll say algier
1: yeah i agree with that duvernay's got a concussion watch out for that one just a little bit there uh let's see Brad says Wentz or Ryan or Trevor Lawrence this week? Get name one. I, I think, I think it's a close call between Wentz and Lawrence, but i what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to say, give me Trevor
1: Lawrence this week. All right. Uh, Brunch says, what are your thoughts on Noah Brown? Once Dak and Gallup return, do you want to have him over DJ Chark or Julio level receivers?
2: Uh no, I don't. I don't think you don't you know, once 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 Dak's back up there, it's it's all about Gallup, it's all about Lamb, and it's nothing about Noah Brown. All right.
1: Trade question. Mark says uh, who wins this trade? Diggs and Renfro for McLaurin, Najee Harris and Higgins.
2: Uh the person who gets helped the most out of acquiring those players. That's who wins that trade, but uh, <laughs> McLaurin, Najee and Higgins right there, I mean, come on. That's that's a no-brainer. Uh yeah. beaten out i mean i love digs i like renfro but i mean come on mclaurin naji and higgins that's a little over the top
1: you know i'll say this about one thing about uh, that that trade is i'm worried about naji i'm worried about that pittsburgh offensive line i'm worried about naji's foot i think both are going to be an issue all season long
2: could be definitely could be that. uh wentz or two this week um You know, believe it or not, I'm probably going to say Wentz this week. I love Tua. I like what's going on there with McDaniel's offense. This Bill's defense is rough, right?
1: Nasty, nasty, nasty. So good. Uh, Yeah, that front four is just so good. And they have a lot of secondary injuries right now. I want to see what happens with that. I mean, they lost. uh, They, You know, obviously they're down. Uh, top corner cover to start the season and they lost two guys uh, on the Monday night game. So I'm going to watch the injury reports carefully on that one. That, that'd that be the only caveat I'd say to that situation there.
2: Yeah, I could agree with that.
1: Yeah. Uh, for those of you who didn't get your questions answered, sorry, we just had great volume. I appreciate everybody answering, uh, asking these questions in the forum, but Howard's got a, a show to go do. I've got a meeting to go to. Uh, we've got stuff to do, unfortunately. So we're going to have to cut it short, uh, but hit us up on Twitter, you know, at Guy. Howard answers every single question. He came back from like a long vacation and was like answering questions all throughout the night. It was crazy. Um, you can hit me up at Jeff underscore Erickson. Uh, happy to answer your questions. And uh, Howard, always enjoy talking with you. Thank you for uh, dedicating an hour of your day to me.
2: Uh, we don't spend enough time together, Jeff. I'm going to say we that don't. right off the bat. We don't. I, I definitely, uh, you know, you're one of my absolute favorites uh, in this industry and you always will be. So. Oh, thank you. I'm here anytime that you want me.
1: Yeah. And you know, even though you're with Fancy Alarm now, every year we do Vegas, you're still welcome. It's a standing invitation. We do our right. Vegas trip every year during the All-Star break. Join us sometime. Do the gelato wheel for old time's sake.
2: I'll do that. You know what? I I will do the gelato wheel for old time's sake. You know what? All right. Maybe I'll cancel that in for July next year.
1: All right. There we go. There we go. And at the very least, we'll be talking otherwise, too. So, Howard, great stuff as always. Go catch Howard on Sirius XM Fantasy five to seven Eastern Time. Catch us and eight to ten Eastern time. And we'll uh just make it a big block party there. Um so thanks for listening, everybody. Go get go win your leagues this week. Take care.